welcome to a special episode of Dyslexia Canada's podcast, Sharing Stories. In these special episodes, guest hosts of the show will interview authors all about a book they have written. If you love books and reading, you're in the right place. Now, on with the show. Maggie McCormack and the Witch's Wheel is the first book in a young adult fantasy series by author Kadja Blackley. It's the story of a 12-year-old girl who has spent her life in foster care. With her latest placement, Maggie finds herself in a welcoming but peculiar environment, slowly discovering that everything she thought she knew about her life was untrue. Well on her way along the challenging twists and turns of her new adventure, she will have no alternative but to face the dark forces ahead. Hello, Linda. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Uh, my name is Emma and I'm a volunteer with Dyslexia Canada and I am here with Linda McDade, the audiobook narrator for Maggie McCormick and The Witch's Wheel. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. Very excited to be here. Excellent. We are thrilled to have you. So thank you so much for being on the show. I've got a bunch of questions for you, so let's just dive right in. My first question for you, Linda, is which character in the book did you most relate to? So I probably most related to Maggie herself, so she's the main character. Kaja, the author, does a very good job of writing a teenager. I think sometimes teenagers can come across very moany. And yet Maggie is so real and so relatable. And I think everyone's gone through that troublesome teens period. And it's just, I really get her. Absolutely. Yeah, she's a great character. You do 46 different voices. How did you come up with them and keep track of all the characters? So at first I was quite daunted by trying to do that because Kadja said that they all were to be Scottish and before my idea of changing a voice was very much based on accent and so I had to really explore different ways of altering voices so pitch, tone, pace so they're not based on particular people quite often I'll create a sort of physical image in my head of what the character will look like and then the voice sort of follows and then keeping track of them I had a voice file that had every character's voice and quite often I would just come off you know I'd say a lot of gibberish and just hello I'm this character in their voice. Awesome. What did you think the most important message is in the story? I think it's determination or at least that's what resonates with me. Maggie has so many trials in her life and trials throughout the book and the way she deals with them and just takes them on and goes, you know, this is what I've been dealt. I'm going to go for it and do the best I can. I think that for me is the most important. What is your favorite aspect of the story? So my favorite aspect of the story is the, like the world that Kaja's created and the characters as well. I've, I'm a very visual person, as I think many dyslexics often are. And so this very vivid world and very imaginative characters that come in all shapes and sizes is my favourite bit. I completely agree. We are very visual creatures. So having the map at the beginning of the book was so helpful in terms of keeping track of the story. Oh, yeah. 
I love maps in books. Uh, the story has strong environmentalist tones. How does this theme resonate with you? So I grew up in basically the middle of nowhere in Scotland on a small holdings, which is like a small farm. And so I was surrounded by nature and trees growing up. And now I live in London, which is the total opposite. And when you start to see, you know, rubbish on the street and things like that, I've started to notice how it really impacts the world and even how people feel about where they live. And I think Kaja has managed to incorporate that into the world. I don't want to give too much away about the way he set it up, but the way that, you know, pollution and rubbish kind of manifests its way into the world is very clever and very poignant. Which of Maggie's traits would you most like to see in young people? I would say her drive and her willpower. I think that the way she just carries on and goes, I can do this when all the odds are stacked against her. And I think quite often, particularly, you know, when you're younger and you're growing up and so many things seem so hard, having that attitude of I can do this is really helpful. And I know for myself as a dyslexic, that was what helped me. Although so many things were harder for me, I still knew, okay, I'm going to have to work harder. It's going to take me longer, but I can do this. And I think so many young people could use a little bit of that. Absolutely. Um, what was your favorite part of the book to record for the audiobook? It's probably some silly little bits, but there are points in the book. I'm pretty sure this isn't a spoiler, but there's points in the book where multiple characters speak at once. And so I got to play about with layering up different voices at the same time. And so that was really fun to say the same line, but from different characters' point of view and how they'd all say it slightly differently, but on top of each other. So that was fun. The audiobook is just over 14 hours. How long did it take you to record? It took me many, many months. I'm fairly new to narrating. I've been an actor for over 10 years, but I'm fairly new to narration. And it probably took at least four, maybe five months. Me and Kaja worked very closely together and we really cared about this book and knew it had to be right. So I did the initial recording and then we went back through and I re-recorded a lot of things change characters' voices, that sort of thing. And also just prepping that many voices takes a long time. And for me, the reading of the book, because I have to read the book beforehand, that takes me, it still takes me a lot longer than it probably would somebody else. Will you continue bringing a voice to these characters in future Maggie McCormick books? Yes, yes, I will. Nothing is uh, currently happening at the moment on the next ones, but it's definitely in the cogs. It's going to be coming at some point. Well, that's great news because you do such a fantastic job. Thank you. Did you always want to be an audiobook narrator? How did you become one? I know you mentioned you've been an actor for 10 years. So how, how did you get into audiobooks? So 
like I said, I've been an actor for 10 years and a lot of my experience in acting is very much like kids theatre or pantomime, which has a lot of over-the-top crazy characters. And then come lockdown, obviously, there wasn't much acting work. And I already had some of the equipment at home. I dabbled in a little bit of voiceover work, but I just happened to start set up for narration, submitted an audition, got it, and that was it. And it was that was my first book. And then Kaja, not long after, got in touch with me to ask me to audition. So it sort of happened by accident. I think if I told my younger self that this is what I'm doing now, she wouldn't believe me because reading books was just not a thing I did at all. But also audiobooks were very important to me growing up because I I couldn't read. And particularly when the Harry Potter books came out, all my friends were obsessed and I really needed to be involved. For a while, my mum used to read them to me. But then Stephen Fry did his amazing audiobooks and they were just a game changer for me. That's great that you're able to now um, record audiobooks after them having such a big impact in your life. And it's so nice because I feel like when the Harry Potter books did come out, it was so hard to get our hands on audiobooks. And so it's, it's great how much more accessible they are now. When did you find out you were dyslexic and how do you think it impacts your work? So my mum realized something was wrong very early on. So when I first started school, she'd already taught me how to write a little bit. And I started school and then I started writing everything backwards, like proper mirror image backwards. Apparently even my maths, I flipped and I would do the sums backwards and yet get the right answer. Uh, So she knew there was something wrong and she pushed and pushed to get me tested. It wasn't till about six years later. So that was at the end of primary school. So that's, I'm trying to think, maybe age 10 or something. I got tested, but at that point, they weren't labelling children. So they wouldn't tell my parents that I was dyslexic. And so luckily, in high school, my mum worked at my school and basically went rummaging through my file. And that's where she found out that it had me down as dyslexic and dyspraxic but because my mum's a teacher she very much knew that I was dyslexic and fought really hard to get all the help that I could. I think it impacts my work mainly in the prep stage so it takes me so much longer to read a book and to take it in so I really have to take my time because there's no point in me racing through it to try and read it because I don't take it in. But I feel like once I've got it and it's in there, then it just opens up a whole new world. And I'm very creative and visual. And so that lets me create these voices and characters in a way that maybe someone who's less creative wouldn't be able to do. Speaking of being creative, what strengths do you think being dyslexic gives you? And how does being dyslexic impact your creativity? So I always describe my dyslexia as a superpower. I don't think I would be as creative as I am without it. And I just have a very vivid imagination when it comes to creating theatre or anything like that. I can very much see it in my mind. My partner and I joke about my magic brain, where I 
I see where things are. So he's forever saying, oh, where's this? And I just, I see it. And I, I get very confused why he doesn't. So yeah, but I don't think it overly impacts my creativity. It makes, certainly makes me more creative. I think I struggle in the more commercial side of acting. So where castings are quick and they give you a script that you've just to read straight away. And I struggle with that. What advice would you like to give others on their dyslexia journey? I'd say just keep going because you can do it. And it's very much about finding what suits you. I've learned so many like techniques and little coping mechanisms, things that help me to the point now people don't believe I'm dyslexic. They don't see all the work that's going on behind it but you will get there whatever it is you're trying to do and just keep going hard work and determination I think absolutely taking us back to Maggie's determination Linda what is the best way for our listeners to get their own copy of Maggie McCormick and the Witch's Wheel so they can get a copy on Audible on Amazon and on iTunes And for every copy of Maggie McCormack audiobook that is sold, 10% of the profits will go to Dyslexia Canada and 10% of the profits will go to Dyslexia Scotland as well. Incredible. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And Linda, is there anything else you'd like to add today? I think audiobooks are so important for not only dyslexics, but, you know, visually impaired or anything else they open up a whole world of imagination that not that long ago was so difficult to come across i think i remember trying to find audiobooks and they were always abridged versions that you know were not great and so now like you said they're so they're so accessible i have them in my phone and i can listen to a book on the commute whereas before I would see people on the tube reading a book and think I wish I could be doing that Um, but now I can. Awesome well thank you so much for bringing life to this story it's such an incredible book I hope all of our listeners grab themselves a copy thank you again for your time. Thank you it's been great. Thank you for tuning into this episode if you want to find the books mentioned on this show head over to our website at dyslexiacanada.org forward slash sharing dash stories dash podcast. Please support this podcast by subscribing and leaving a review. We wouldn't be here without you.